This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are joined by our friend Angela, who's sharing all of her favorite hidden gems at Epcot. It's a fun walk for Carrie and I because Angela experiences Epcot in a completely different way than we do. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned for Angela's Hidden Gems at Epcot. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests and sometimes it's just us, but it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Another week, another podcast. That's right. One oh, number 103. Oh, look at you. You even have the numbers down right now. I know. It's easy now because we're at a clue. Like, I think I'll be good for a little while. You think so? I'll, get, I'll start to get messed up probably in like the 30s or something. <laughs> I started labeling the recording so that I have the number like right at the... But I even second guessed it this morning while I was labeling it. Carrie, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. Now, this is a guest that we both know very well. Um, and she, you know, her and I, when we can get on the phone, we could talk for hours. So we're, we're going to try to keep this podcast at, at, you know, a reasonable time. But um, we have Angela here from Pure Magic Vacations. Hi, Angela. Hello, Francine. Hello, Carrie. Hello. We are so excited to have you with us today, Angela. You have some unique perspectives on Walt Disney World that, you know, are just, they're just different than Carrie and I. So we thought it would be fun to have you on and talk about Epcot. Well, you know, I love to talk. So, <laughs> and Epcot is my favorite park. So I have, I'm very excited. I have lots and lots to share. Oh, we are so excited to have you. So, Angela, just before we get started, um, we'll tell people they can find you online at Angela at Pure Magic Vacations. And you travel to, like, you have a perspective. You travel to Walt Disney World with your husband, your son, and sometimes your parents too, right? Correct. Um, and also sometimes some friends. I've brought in my in-laws. I've brought in my outlaws. <laughs> I have brought in them all. So... Yes, lots of experience traveling with extended family, but also on my own. That's great. And you usually stay near Epcot. So Epcot is being your favorite park. You're usually pretty close to it when you're staying. Yes. Uh, you don't when resort I'm, hop like we do. Yes. When, I, when I'm staying <laughs> with my own family on my own planned vacation, uh, we usually stay at the Yacht Club. It's... Um, I mean, I've been to every single one of the resorts. They all are fabulous. They all have their own, you know, unique magic to them. But at the end of the day, to keep the whole family happy, uh, Yacht Club is our go-to for resorts. It's a good one. And it totally screams Angela when I'm there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it smells nice. It does. Well, it was well, thanks you. Thanks to you, we all have soap in our bathrooms that smells like the Yacht Club, the Yacht Beach Club. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And you know what? I'll put it in the show notes for people because when I posted that originally, when you first told us, you were like, oh, you got to go try this soap. It smells like the Yacht Club. We were like, what? And then I got it. I bought it for my sister. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it does. Like, everybody was getting it and buying it. And it's really, it is nice. It's it's nice to have so is that, that the little... reason I'm having trouble finding it now? Yeah, probably. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it here. Like, I was going to all different shoppers trying to get it. And then when I got it, I cleared the shelf. And, like, my aunt got one. My mom got one. I got a couple of them. I got one for my sister. Whether they care if their house smells like the Yacht Club, it was smelling like the Yacht Club, whether they liked it or not. They were like, oh, thanks. I put a little tag on it. Like, 
a cute little tag about it being like you know home away from smells like our home away from home and they were kind of like yeah great it's such a nice scent so yes thank you for that i'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people know uh the soap that we're talking about but we were talking the other day we were chatting about epcot your favorite park and all that kind of stuff and you have like a ton of hidden gems or things that are special to you that that really endear you to the park yes that are kind of different than some of the stuff that we've already even talked about carrie like they're different to us and Carrie has no idea what you're going to say. I'm Uh-oh. so excited. I'm so like, excited. <laughs> I have a few ideas uh, from our from our chat. But yeah, Carrie has no idea. So she's going in blind. So she's, it's like, what do they call that? A blind react? So fun. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Fun. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is fun. It is. So we have so much to cover. Um, but I don't even know kind of how to start. Like, should we start with the, the front of the park? How did you fall in love with Epcot? Um, you know what? I think if you don't mind, I would like to talk about, because this is kind of what really gave me a different perspective at Epcot was when I did the Destinations Discovered Tour. So I would kind of like to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, we've always, you know, starting going to Disney World when Charlie was about three. And I mean, we always spent time in Epcot. I always loved it. Um, I know a lot of people think, oh, it's not for little kids. But, you know, um, my adventurous little boy, he loved it. He loved meeting all the different characters, loved the acrobats, loved the performance of the music, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yes, he is a chicken fingers and hot dog eating kind of kid. But (laughs) we also were able to expose him to some really interesting kinds of food, which was great. And it's always been my parents' favorite park. And the one year when we went, uh, it was in January. And for my mom's birthday that year, um, because she's sometimes hard to buy for, I had purchased um, uh, passes for us to do the Destinations Discovered Tour at Epcot. And I gave that to her as a birthday gift because I knew we would be going in a couple of weeks. And anyhow, that was kind of how this started. That's a good gift. That's a really good gift. And I, you know what? I don't even think I know much about that tour. It is fantastic. And you know what? I am going to tell you, especially because I know how much you love to take photos. I highly recommend it for anybody who is a shutterbug and wants to take photographs of Epcot because, now this is the downside, the tour does start at 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) However, you are going through the entire World Showcase way before anybody arrives. You are in your group of, you know, 12 or 15 people only. The photo opportunities are phenomenal because there's nobody there. It's just your group and your tour guide. And they take you backstage. They take you to all the um, cast member areas. They give you all sorts of hidden information. And, And again, you're going inside the pavilions, into the restaurants, and there's no one there. So you can take amazing photos. So that was my first part. If that's something that's, you know, uh, of interest to you, you definitely want to do this tour. Um, so some of the stuff that they talked about, um, and I'm going to skip through because I will be honest, it was a few years ago and I didn't take notes at the time. And at my age, I sometimes (laughs) forget things. (laughs) Me too. Don't worry. All of us do. (laughs) So these were the things that did stick out in my mind that I just found really interesting. Um, so the first one that I do remember as we were, we, we kind of met, um, oh, kind of at the base of um, 
spaceship earth there's mm-hmm. sort of a little area there that that we would need and you know we got our complimentary bottles of water and our little snacks and made sure we had our good walking shoes oh and you also got a special pin for uh, attending that tour carrie i know Let's you book it. Let's book it <laughs> book her book her dano get her done and get online call in wdw tours so you get an actual pretty little pin just for your attending. Um, you do also get with it, uh, at that time, we got lunch at the Rosen Crown. And we did also get fast passes for Soren and fast passes for Test Track along with the tour. So, you know, there are some little extra perks with it as well. So anyhow, we start heading out towards, um, towards World Showcase and... Just as we got to the other side of the uh, fountain, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but there is on the pavement a giant lotus flower. Now, she had all of us go and stand right in the very center of the lotus flower and then told us when we were standing there, we were actually dead center of Walt Disney World property. And that is why they put that lotus flower there is that that actually symbolizes the very center of the property. So... I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. I go to Epcot, guess where I got my picture taken? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great photo spot. When you said that the dead center, I was all I could think of was the Haunted Mansion, the dead oh. center of the room. <laughs> yeah. But now we know where the real dead center is. Exactly. Now yeah. you know the real dead center. So I always thought that was kind of an interesting little thing um, to bit. And, and I always like to share that with you know, anybody I know who's going, I always tell them to go and stand there and, and that I just think that's kind of a fun little thing to do. Um, so then I'm going to skip and I know I'm out of order on places. But as I said, these were just kind of, you know, as they come to my mind, um, when we went through Germany, um, I discovered there's that beautiful mural painted um just as you're going into the beer garden and it's sort of of the Rhine River and the big sign above it, Willkommen. Anyhow, apparently behind that mural, um, and it's been there for quite some time, there is a half-completed attraction that is supposed to be very similar to the um, Grand Fiesta Tour in Mexico that was is supposed to be a tour of the Rhine River. It's half-completed, and I don't know why they haven't completed it, but it is apparently right behind that mural. So... Um, I did look up it up after online and, and apparently, yes, there is truth and you can see some of the plans for it. So wow. um, fingers crossed, maybe it's something planned for the future. Wouldn't that be fun? That mm-hmm. would be fun. Can you imagine? Now, Angela, before we go any further, I got to ask you, you yes. get to Epcot. It's your favorite park. Which way do you go before you go into World Showcase? Canada or Mexico? Personally, always Canada. Always Canada. And that's just, no matter what, it's Canada. Correct. It's the right way. That's why. <laughs> we've got to say, we've got to visit our I feel co- like We have to visit our, our country. Yes. But, and then but... we can carry on. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I need to poll people about this because there's got to be people like me that sometimes go to Mexico first, depending on where you feel you want to eat. Never mind. Okay. okay. Angela is <laughs> continuing after Germany. <laughs> after Germany. Okay. So the next thing, and this is a big thing when I go with my family. My mother is, um, she's a gardener, green thumb. She's won gardening awards. I mean, this is like her thing. So she loves taking pictures of the flora and, the, and you know, all the um, 
water gardens, all that sort of thing. So this is something she was really, it was her question, right? To our tour guide. <laughs> and I will be honest, and I'm saying this only because I know my mother is probably not going to hear this. She's the kind of person that likes to ask questions that she already knows the answer to. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know those people? Yeah, my yep. mother's one of those. That's her. <laughs> She wanted to ask questions all about the water gardens. And it was kind of interesting because I know a lot of people um, will sometimes kind of clump Japan and, and China together. You know, they're both Asian countries. And, and I mean, but they are very, very different. And mm. what I found really interesting is, yes, they both have these beautiful water gardens. But what's really interesting is um, apparently more the philosophy of the gardening that is done in those countries, as well as just sort of their overall philosophy, is that when you are in China and you are looking at that water garden, and if you kind of go around in the back, especially during destinations discovered when there's no one there, it is silent. The water is still. It's all about calm, tranquil, being in the moment. Nothing is moving. When, on the other hand, you go to Japan, when you are standing there, the water is constantly moving. Everything is fluid. Everything is moving forward. Um, so it's just, and you can hear the water. And, and it's just really interesting. And it never, I never even thought of it until I learned this um, on the tour. So when you go the next time, you know, pay attention to that in the fact that China is silent water garden. Japan is a bubbling brook of constant fluidity. Oh my goodness. Like I, when I think about it, these are the Disney details, of course, but when you think about it, I've seen the water gardens, like I, I've, but I've never really paid attention that there would even be details in that. Yeah. So I just found that really interesting. My mother, of course, you know, yeah. <laughs> now every time she goes, likes to say something along the lines of, I've noticed the water here isn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, she's still lots of fun. <laughs> um, so I'm going to skip over. Uh, actually, we were talking about the, the waters and things like that. So I'm going to also mention about Japan. So this I also found interesting. And I never, ever, ever like to, you know, knock or criticize anyone. But of course, we do all make mistakes. And there is a mistake in Japan. But of course, it was covered very well. As you were walking into the pavilion, you know, those lovely giant bronze mounted samurai statues. Mm -hmm. And one's facing out towards you and one is facing in towards the building. They were both supposed to be facing out. And on the order, they were supposed to be mirror imaged. And unfortunately, what they did was they casted two identical statues. <laughs> so if you had put them both facing outwards, the one would have had his back towards you. <laughs> so they just flipped them and made them go the other way so that you can see both their faces. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> oh, traditionally, whenever you are in Japan and you would see two, uh, it would be supposed to be a mirror image of the two and they should always be facing the same direction the way an army would if it's coming towards you you don't have half the soldiers one way and half the soldiers the other way <laughs> going the opposite way isn't it's, that funny yes so that's just one of those little things that you can look at and kind of chuckle to yourself the next time you are at uh, the japan pavilion in epcot i have never noticed that <laughs> 
I have never noticed that. Yeah. Oh well, my goodness. Now. See these details? Like this is all I'm now here's the the challenges with my age, my memory when I get there to to right. remember to go and look at all of these things in detail. Maybe what I'll do <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll take the tour but I'll also listen to this podcast while I'm walking around Epcot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And then you can ask those questions like, um, excuse me, I can be one of those people. You can be one of those people. <laughs> How long is this tour, Angela? Was it a full day? Uh, no, it's not a full day. It did conclude, I want to say, so World Showcase, oh my God, because it's been so long. It opens at 11, right? Right. So I want to say we were almost at France or in France by 11 when things were opening up. Cause I do know that by the time we did UK and Canada, there were people, it was. Okay. Um, so I want to say we finished up around one, one o'clock maybe. And then that was when, when we concluded it with going on Soren, and then they handed us our um, fast pass to go and do. Yeah. And it was one of the paper ones. And then they hand you the, the complimentary fast pass to go and do whatever you want afterwards. So. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what else you got for us from okay. this tour? This is pretty cool. Carrie, are you impressed? Like, Carrie, you're, awesome. you're like smiling ear to ear here. <laughs> um, so the other part that was kind of interesting now at this time, the show was Illuminations. So they did take us in back and, and you know what? I don't remember. Oh, I know where it is. It's around Mexico, Francine's spot. Um, <laughs> the bridge uh, kind of goes in around behind and that's where the barge is that comes out that they use the fireworks for for Illuminations. And I'm sure they're going to be using that same area. Um, and, and this may be general information, but apparently Disney does manufacture all their own fireworks for their nighttime spectaculars because obviously they go through a lot, but they actually have trademarked colors that are used by other theme parks and companies all around the world. So Disney themselves have actually created them. And the two that do, I do remember was figment purple and Dumbo gray are their firework colors. Wow. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then Pigment my favorite... purple, Pigment purple. I love that. I, I did hear once when uh, I was on a tour, it wasn't obviously it wasn't that tour, but it was a different one that the fireworks that Disney makes are fish friendly, meaning when they fall into the water, they are friendly for fish. They don't harm them They They can eat them like whatever. It's all good for the environment. Which is different than most yeah. fireworks, obviously. So, yeah. I yeah. I love being edible. You know how I love to eat. I'm like, <laughs> so no, I was, I was swimming nearby. I need to try eating spent fireworks at Disney now. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to food yet. Okay, but no. sorry, go on. Go on. Okay, okay, so we need more details. We need okay, more details. This is the last one that I do remember. Uh, because this is something I do actually, I follow all the time now since I did this tour. Because I did this tour, I want to say it was about four years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, Italy. Italy is my second favorite pavilion. No, it's not. They're all my favorite. But anyway, um, the two big towers, right? And it's morning and I'm going to need another coffee soon. But um, I know the one is St. Mark's Bell Tower. I forget the name of the other one, but... It is bad luck to enter or walk into Italy to walk between them. Did you know this? Dang it. You're supposed <laughs> to walk around. 
And the reason is because in Venice, where those two towers actually stand, the place between those two towers was actually where they used to perform all public executions. Whoa. So, yes. So in Italy, it is considered bad luck to walk between the two towers because you were actually walking through where hundreds of you know Italians generations gone past have been executed and so Epcot keeps that same tradition and apparently most cast members will never walk between the two towers and always walk around the sides oh my goodness Carrie do you walk between the world? I'm trying to think now when I go oh my god <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> we probably do. <laughs> so, those were the big things that I learned on the tour that I remember. I like. I mean, there was so much information and so many interesting little tidbits. And and again, if you're somebody that goes to Disney frequently, which clearly we all do, it was just great to kind of learn some little interesting bits. Yeah, and to see things through, and we love those things about tours and things when you learn it, um, just to have a different perspective or something new to look at, yeah. that is, which is why we keep going back. There's always something new. There's always something new to look at, the details, all of that kind of stuff. But right. you loved Epcot long before the tour. Yes, I did. So a couple of my favorite reasons. My, my two favorite things to do are to shop and to eat. And you know what? Hello, Epcot. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm going to ask you guys, your go-to quick grab snack item at Epcot. What are they? I got to know. I always go to I always go to the bakery in Paris cuz you get bang for your buck. You can have something delicious to eat like a baguette and you can have dessert. So, one-stop shop. Yeah. I've been to that that bakery with you, and you you said, "Let me go get the stuff." You get a table, and she comes back with enough stuff to feed an army uh, for the two of us. So that was it. That's a good spot. But mine is probably caramel couche. Um, okay. I love the chocolate uh, caramel squares with mm -hmm. sea salt, and I love the pineapple spears um, <laughs> covered in chocolate. Did you um, say quick service, Angela? Like I oh, kind of thought, like oh, like food. food. Like oh. nutritional food. <laughs> Not sit down. Oh. I yeah. love the nachos just... in Mexico. <laughs> I love to go and get nachos in Mexico. They're just, they're so good. They're just But you so can good. really like, you can, you're very close to pick up your caramel couche at the afterward. Well, it's dessert. <laughs> so, okay. So Angela, where's yours? Okay. So mine, I have several. I got to admit, when I'm, I'm like Carrie. I, I love, and I'm, I'm terrible at French, by the way. So, yeah, la petite patisserie de boulanger. Mais la boulangerie. <laughs> boulangerie. <laughs> yeah, that's where I love to go to. That's one of my favorites. Um, but in the last few years, um, you know, becoming more exposed to different foods and things like that, I do find, if you were a little more adventurous, that Morocco um, does also best bang for your buck. I mean, a quick service lunch is like... It could feed an army. Oh, um, I don't think I've ever eaten in Morocco. No. Oh, I'm going to tell you all about Morocco. Okay. Morocco. Good. And Franny, and I think I told you before, I love, I, I'm not like, I am not a fish and chip person. You have to twist my arm to go and get fish and chips, but my husband loves them. So after your recommendation, mm -hmm. generally, yeah, we do get at least one order of fish and chips while we're there. Yeah. Because 
pretty darn good. It's but really good. in the last few years, I like Japan. Um, it is worth the climb of the stairs <laughs> to Katsura Grill. Um, I love noodles. And their udon noodles and their teriyaki are phenomenal. And a lot of times we go in January um, or early February. It's Todd's birthday. So that tends to be when we go. And we like to get away from the snow. So if we're doing our one big family vacation year, that's generally when we go. And you know what? Sometimes it's a little chilly and they do a lovely, inexpensive, nice little portion of miso soup. And, you know, sometimes you just want to warm up a little bit. So, mm. and it's quiet up there, but you're overlooking that bubbling garden. And <laughs> I kind of found it's, I like people watching, but I sometimes also just want to get away from the crowd and, and sit somewhere quiet. And I found that's a really nice spot up there. I don't think I've been there for the quick service. I've been, because that's up where they have the, oh, what's it called? The the other restaurant that's up there. Uh, well, there's the upstairs for the Tepanyaki Grill. like the, the Yes, Tepanito. Yeah, the Tepanito. Yeah, no, this is to the left and you go up and it's, oh, yes. Up, like it's the water garden and you go up the wa- like up past the water garden up in the top there. And I'd never been there, honestly, until a couple of years ago. Oh, and I'm like, yes. How did I not know about this place? Okay, yes, I know where you're talking about. And it's it's beautiful. I've been in there. I've had uh, teriyaki chicken in there. It was really good. Yeah. 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 It's sort of my little go-to now. So... And it's a bit hidden. Like, you completely forget about it because it's all... Like, you have to walk all the way up the back and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is, if anybody does have mobility issues, there is, like, a long... um, sort of ramp to up around the back that you can take as well. I found that out after I did all the stairs. <laughs> Luckily I was wearing my comfy shoes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yes, yes. I was smart. Um, but yeah, there is also a long ramp. It takes longer, but it's easier on the knees. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. That was a good spot. So do we want to talk food or do we want to talk shopping? What do you guys want to talk about? Well, we can, we can talk a little more food. I think I like I'm, I do need to try Morocco next time because I don't know why I've never eaten in there. Um, Let's talk Morocco. Yeah. So I live with two of the pickiest eaters in the world. Okay. Like my husband, I I love, I think you guys, you know me, I love to cook. I'm like, love to try new recipes. I'm all about that. My husband, when when we were our first year married, um, for his birthday, I said, you know, I want to make you something really special for dinner. What would you like? You name it. I will make it. And he looked at me and said, you know, I've really been dying for hot dogs and craft dinner. No. <laughs> so this is what I learned. That, you must have died a little bit right then. <laughs> did you say, why didn't we have the, this discussion before we got married type of thing? Don't get me wrong. I too love a good hot dog and a side of KD. But um, yeah, he he will. Okay, I uh, luckily I've I've now since tried um, several of the table service restaurants in in Mexico and uh, Chef de France and stuff because I do those with girlfriends or my or my mother because if I go with Todd, he looks at the menu and goes, "Yeah, there's nothing I can eat here." Or he'll look and go, "Yeah, no, there's nothing I can eat here." Oh wait, do they have a salad? Okay, I can go and get a salad. Like he's very picky. He loves Morocco, which floored me because you would think that's very exotic. But for those of you who, like me, are a little more adventurous and want to do things a little more outside of the norm, and I like to go because it's things I'm not going to make at home, right? Like different lamb curries and 
you know, um, all sorts of different foods, basically. I like to say things that I don't know how to cook and wouldn't do myself. But for Charlie, when he was little, uh, kids menu, they did a great little cheeseburger. Now that he's older, he and Todd will always get the steak kebab, shish kebab. And realistically, you know what? It's a beautiful plate of saffron rice with some wonderful grilled steak, or you can do the chicken with grilled vegetables and, you know, just enough spice that it makes it interesting, but nothing that's going to throw off the super picky hot dog eating people. Ah. <laughs> it was nice. The entertainment is phenomenal. If you can, and, and you know what? I hate to say this because it is so good, but it's not hard to get reservations. Like you can very often get a reservation day of just by walking up and asking them. Um, the entertainment is phenomenal. They've got live music. They have live dancers. They will invite the kids up. When Charlie was younger, he would go up. I swear I thought at one point that, you know, I, I thought we were going to have to start making arrangements for a future wife because he was so taken with one of the dancers. <laughs> he was up there doing his belly dancing with her. Um, it was fantastic. Musicians were great. And I mean, they will come right up and they hand the instrument over and let your, you know, the children try. And it, it was so it was very interactive and entertaining, um, but a little more adult. And and as I said, and the food was fantastic. So it's it's a highly recommend go and try it. I think this needs to be on my to do list for next trip. I really liked it. Um, and as well, we were talking a little earlier about the quick service. So, you know, I love a good hummus. I love a good baba ganoush. But in the very back, if you go past your ordering window, your pickup window um, at the Tangerine Cafe, there is, it's not on the dining plan for those of you that are dining plan people, but they do have this coffee bar. And sorry, Francine, I know you don't love coffee. Carrie, do you drink coffee? Mm -hmm. Carrie loves okay. coffee. Turkish, like hand pour Turkish coffee. You got to wait about seven or eight minutes for them to make your coffee. It is so worth it. Um, and if it's, you know, hey, you're on vacation. I don't judge. If you want to start drinking before noon, you go right ahead. But they do also <laughs> do fabulous specialty coffees um, that I always make sure I get. And this wonderful, I do love desserts, especially the ones in France, but they do this honey orange blossom flower almond cake that is to die for. And again, it's one of those things I have never tasted its equal or anything close to it anywhere and i'm i'm one who will go and try all sorts of different bakeries and different types of cuisine there's just something about it it is so unique and it is like a little party in your mouth it is wow. that turkish i want to go on a date with you to, to morocco <laughs> <laughs> make sure to wear your little skirt and you ready to do some belly dancing gary <laughs> putting that on my bucket list yeah it's so, yeah so that's my eating at morocco all the um, times we've been at Walt Disney World with Angela, and she's never taken us to Morocco. I'd like to go there just for, I'd, I'd take a coffee date with you at this. Uh, <laughs> we don't, you don't need to buy me dinner. Just get me a coffee. <laughs> just get your coffee. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I, it's, we're, we're going. We definitely will have to do that one. Um, one of my other spots, this was a new discovery on my last sort of family big vacation, which was December 2019. Um, sort of the last big Disney trip that I did. Um, so we were doing the candle. It was our first time there uh, during the holiday season at Epcot. And we were doing all the special, you know, like let's go and do candlelight processional dinner and let's go and do all these things. So um, we were having dinner at Via Napoli with 
the candlelight processional tickets or whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So we were there that year. It was just my Todd and Charlie and I and my mom. And my mom does not like pizza. I don't know. She's odd. But anyway, for whatever reason, we were doing Viennapoli. <laughs> she does not like Viennapoli. She's like, it's hot. And you know what? And I'm hitting that age, too, where sometimes <laughs> the heat can bother me. <laughs> you get, like, your own personal summer real fast. <laughs> I like it cool sometimes. So she just said she finds it so loud and noisy. She can't hear us. Um, she's hot. She doesn't like pizza. <laughs> so, oh, my God this is going to be like the dinner from you know where anyhow so I was kind of commenting about this and the lady said if you don't mind waiting just a moment I had no idea there's a back room at Via Napoli did you know there's a back room no there's a back room <laughs> it is super quiet there's about 12 booths that's it it was cool there's like just your 12 people back there it's not noisy and my mom got pasta, so she was happy. So. Oh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so, you know, I often sometimes, you know, we, we don't go to Viennapoli that often, uh, again, especially when we're with my parents, because they don't like, they don't like, they feel it's crowded, it's noisy. My mom's like, it feels like a food court. You know? <laughs> so it was just really nice to know that there is this quieter, more intimate, cool option in the back. So... And and that just happened because the cast member overheard you guys talking. Yes. And wow. we ended up going back another day and, and as well, anytime, because I did still have, you know, friends and, and clients and things like that traveling in the early part of 2020. And I made mention to any of them that were going to be in Napoli that, you know, to ask. And every one of them said, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad you recommended that. It was such a nice experience. It was a great way for, especially when you've got kids that are getting overstimulated, to just mm. kind of sit down and decompress and just have a nice quiet, let's talk about our day and not mm. hear about the day at the table next to us. <laughs> so. It is, it is quite, because it's so busy. It's generally hard to get reservations there because yeah. it is so popular. Their pizza is so good. It's amazing. For people that like pizza. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that one, right? <laughs> so... That's my other, uh, and my last thing back to France, because you can't talk about food without talking about France. And yeah, like Carrie, I'm all about, you know, the strawberry tart and the ham and cheese croissant with bechamel sauce. Oh my God, I sound like I'm talking about a long lost love. Um, <laughs> but uh, You are, you haven't seen him since December, 2019. <laughs> um, but I, I am a sucker for a macaron and that is my like you should see my carry-on I have to take my carry-on and empty it before I come home so I buy boxes of those macarons and stuff them in my carry-on bag to come home and I've never really bothered to go to creme glacé for ice cream again a lot of times we used to always kind of go January and it's sometimes a little chilly and you're not thinking ice cream it's now a go-to for us all the time um, I want to say I was there on a fam, I don't know, 2017 and it was August and it was bloody hot. Um, yeah, I needed ice cream and I needed ice cream bad. Um, it was a need, not a want. And they do these amazing macaron ice cream sandwiches. And I'm like, oh my God, my ice cream and a macaron together. This is like heaven on a plate. 
So they always do a chocolate one and then a seasonal one. So I've been lucky enough now to sample the strawberry one, the peppermint one, the pumpkin spice and the gingerbread. And I feel like I need to try them all. And (laughs) that's my new bucket list is to try every seasonal um, ice cream macaron sandwich at creme glacé in France. I don't think, have you had anything there, Carrie? Mm, Because you like macarons, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't buy them, no. I would eat them, but they're not on my must-do list. (laughs) You don't have a love affair with them the way I do. No, I don't. (laughs) Well, I think at first I thought maybe they were just trendy, they weren't going to be here for long, and then they're here to stay. (laughs) They're everywhere. So at first, when they first came out and they were just like trendy, you were like, I don't want to get attached. Yeah. I I don't want to get invested in case they don't stick around. Exactly. And now that, yeah. They're everywhere. (laughs) They are. They are. You have to try the ice cream sandwich one. It's, it's heaven. It's divine. It's so good. Now, have you eaten in the restaurant there? Chefs de France? Yeah. Yes. I've never eaten there. I always walk by and think I'd like to eat there. And I never do. See, again, it's one of those ones I went there once actually with um, Kim and Jeremy and Shafiq and had dinner and it was great because my parents, that's one of their go-to. They always refer to it. See, my parents are deluxe dining people. They like to do the two credit meals everywhere. They're, they're, they like, they, I mean, you should see my mother gets, you know, it's, it's in a gown when she's going <laughs> for a pot for dinner. Okay. It's a full on Excuse me, do you know? <laughs> it's a full-on date night. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so they love doing all the two-credit meals. They've done most of them. But my mom and dad have always said that they feel that Chef de France is the closest dining experience to a two-credit meal um, for one credit. So it's a huge mm. one for them. That's also a lot of reason why. Okay, I'm going to digress, but I got to tell you, this is funny. So my parents, okay, we're going on a Disney vacation. We're staying at the Yacht Club, okay? My parents are doing the deluxe dining plan. So you kind of get an idea of how they like to travel. Mm-hmm. My father will not pay for transportation for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's included in the price of my vacation. <laughs> so my poor mother, the like, this is why we ended up staying at the Yacht Club later on, Uh as opposed to when we first started traveling there my parents were at dinner at narcosis and at that night i don't think like magic kingdom wasn't open late or anything like that that's at the grand floridian that restaurant my father had my mother get her entree wrapped up to go because they had to get (laughs) back to magic kingdom to get on the last bus to get back to the resort and my poor mom is shoveling through her meal this is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous she oh came home she had like tears <laughs> looking so forward to this meal <laughs> all because my father will not pay for a cab we'll stay at the yacht club they'll do deluxe dining but he won't pay for a cab oh so- my gosh that is priceless <laughs> <laughs> needless to say uh, we now have to plan their dining schedule um, for Grand Floridian, for Narcosis, for Citricos around extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom so that they don't need to worry that they won't make it back 
to get to their bus back. To get their bus back. Do <laughs> the Oh my yeah. gosh, that is priceless. Yeah. So anyhow, we like staying at because my parents like going to Epcot for dining experiences. They love La Salier. Um, they love Monsieur Paul. Uh, but as I said, to them, Chef de France is by all means, they said, one of the nicest fine dining experiences for a one credit. So when I went, I really like it. My husband again looks at the menu and goes, Well, I don't know, is there a chicken? Can they do it without the sauce? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel for him because I'm I I don't think Carrie says I'm not picky, but I think there's some things that I'm very like I'm picky about. Like I'm the person that went to, um, you know, the the C's restaurant and yes. ordered the uh, seafood pasta. Hold the seafood. Um, okay. Right. Like, Do they have a chicken? Yeah. Like <laughs> seriously, they had no chicken, so I was like, I'll have the pasta. Hold the seafood. But. Yeah. Um, but I do think I'll try more adventurous stuff. I just, yeah, I keep thinking I want to do that one too. I have a few Epcot ones that I need to do. It's, it's a good one. It's there's good so one. much good dining there. There is. Well, and that's, as I said, that's also one of the main reasons why we'd also like to stay at the Yacht Club is it is just the convenience. We can go and spend whatever day we want at the park. You know, we'll spend the whole day at Animal Kingdom, head back to the resort at four, have a swim, you know whatever freshen up and then head off for dinner yeah which and leads... don't have to worry about transportation and don't have to worry about transportation. <laughs> nobody is running with a meal in their hand to catch a bus <laughs> um brings me to we were talking about freshen up for dinner so here's my other little secret hidden gems about and, and it kind of stems to a, a certain day of things again that i discovered at epcot so again, this is going back to, oh gosh, 2014, 2015, like a long time ago. And I was there on one of the Disney training fams and it was the first week of September. So you know, it was hot, very hot, very humid, rainy. And you know what? And you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a like, I like my hair to look pretty. I do wear makeup. <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Um, I was a hot mess. Like I was just like, I was uncomfortable, like everybody needed to stay away from me. I was in a rain poncho that was half ripped and it was just, I was in a, I was in a foul mood. I discovered I needed to go and in, in freshen up. I do love America Pavilion for two reasons, especially. I mean, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It has the least busy bathroom anywhere in Epcot. <laughs> it does. I know the bathroom you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Use the bathroom. Go to American Adventure. You know what? You will spend less time walking there and using that bathroom than waiting in line for one in Norway or <laughs> elsewhere. Okay? So that's the first thing. The second thing, um, and we, I could do a, a whole conversation with you on secret napping places, because that's a big thing on my husband's list. But the American Adventure, and I have seen it once all the way through, but that is my secret napping place at Epcot. If I am hot and gross, I can go in there and get a nice comfy chair, take off my stinky, sticky rain poncho, cool off, the lights dim. <laughs> I start off watching the American Revolution and I can just, you know, rest my eyes. By the time I wake up, I get to hear the beautiful speech by Martin Luther King Jr. You know, I kind of had that nice 25 minute <laughs> rest. <recipe. laughs> um, it's just the right amount of time to freshen up. So, so that was, was my nap 
And I was supposed to be, this was my experience of going to Chef de France later. And I'm thinking, you know, from what I've heard from my parents, it's a really nice dining restaurant. And, and I'm like, I'm looking awful. I'm meeting other agents to, you know, have a nice sort of celebratory last night meal. So I was wandering around in France. And I, as I said, I do love France. And if you go all the way to the back, um, they have Guerlain makeup, which is from France. And that was where I was first introduced to the eye cream that I now use. Um, I have been using it for a number of years and I will tell you um, it's not a budget friendly. <laughs> it's worth every penny. Apparently it's like made from the stamens of orchid flowers picked at midnight by a 16 year old virgin <laughs> <laughs> when the wind is blowing from the East. I mean, it's like, they really sell it, but man, does it work. But I was just talking about how, you know, I was this hot mess, blah, blah, blah. Well, she told me to sit down. Now, again, I, I mean, you probably wouldn't get the service right now with COVID restrictions, but sat me down, wiped my face clean, pulled a brush through my hair and did a complete makeover of makeup on me. I looked like uh, a, the bell of the ball when I headed off to Chef de France for dinner. And she was like, like, you know what? They're not that busy back there. They've got, you know, Disney service. If it's going to make you happy and you want to get yourself all dolled up before a nice dinner somewhere in Epcot, go to France, go to the back into Guerlain. And just, you know, just a little starting of a tear. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Let them know that you're just hot and tired and miserable. <laughs> and it will make you feel like a princess. Oh, so my gosh. How much stuff did you buy back there? Is that when you bought the cream for the I just, first time? I just bought the cream. All I bought was my eye cream. Um, that was it. And and but you know what? I have gone back ever since, and I'll talk about. And I mean, no, she doesn't remember me. It is the same lovely lady that's been there for years and years. But you know, I'll get talking about the products because sometimes they do have something there that I can't find here in Canada, and 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 what have you. But for the most part, they're just happy to. Oh, sure. Would you like to try it? You know, we've got this new color. Yeah, sit yourself down. Let's make you look and feel pretty. So, so, so this is one of your shopping spots. This is one of my shopping spots. So I, and I suggest it to anybody, even if you're not in the market to purchase anything, but you just want a little pick me up to look your best and be ready for some pretty photos of you standing in the center of that lotus flower, head over there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been all the way back there. Oh, like, I, I don't think I've ever noticed this shop or, or the makeup or anything like that. Yeah, you start off in the beginning and they've got all the scarves and the hair accessories. And then you move into the center and it's all the perfumes and all that. Mm -hmm. And then you keep going all the way back and there's the makeup. Carrie, so. have you been back there? Yeah, it's I usually don't go like because like the perfume is, gives me like an instant headache. So I usually don't like I have been through there, but I don't I don't I just walk right to the bakery. <laughs> well no i go and look in the shop and look at all the cute little things with the eiffel tower and all the marie and things like that and then i go right to, and then i go to the bakery line well you know what carrie i will tell you i do like perfumes but you know what if they could bottle the scent of that bakery they yeah. would like it would sell right out it's better than anything <laughs> so angela we've covered so much food but we haven't even really touched on the shopping like okay. you have that shopping place where, where else yeah. do you recommend shopping in Epcot? Okay. So the places that I like to shop again, the little odd different spots that I like to go. Um, Charlie, my son, his favorite spot. Um, I'm going to tell you is in China. 
they have really cool toys. Um, he's getting a little past the toy age, but even still, he was really into yo-yos for a while. Like my kid was like this yo-yo king. And they have the ones that they use at the Cirque du Soleil, those, the Chinese yo-yo with the two sticks and the long string and you have that ball thing you're throwing up in the air. Well, this is the kind of nice thing is they'll let kids try it. I mean, to a point, you don't want them throwing them in the air and hitting themselves in the head, um, which my child has done, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there playing away and they will show you how to use them. And let me tell you, by doing that, I think their sales went up like 20% that afternoon. But he likes going and trying the stuff out, trying the double sticks out. I am really big about the hair accessories in China. They have the most beautiful barrettes, hair clips, um, they're gorgeous, different colors, uh, different sort of, you know, you can get super sparkly kind of things, um, but then just very plain as well. So I just find, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a ponytail girl and I throw my hair in elastic half the time, but you know, sometimes you just want something a little prettier, a little nicer to throw your hair up in that messy bun. So that is a great spot to go. It's, you know, budget friendly, really pretty. Um, so that's a go-to. Some of my other favorite shopping places. Um, Okay, well, I talked about how I like to eat. So that sometimes means that, you know, I'm, I'm looking for larger sizes in clothing. Um, <laughs> and I will tell you, I don't have much success in China or Morocco with clothing because it's not really built for people that love to eat their food. So I have discovered in Japan, even though they are generally lovely, petite, svelte young women, they make kimonos that could fit a sumo wrestler. So I'm like, yay! <laughs> gorgeous. They are gorgeous. Um, you do have to ask to try them on because they are like, they're silk. Many of them are hand embroidered. They don't want, you know, especially little kids with their grubby caramel couche hands. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want them touching those. <laughs> but they're gorgeous. They're not, I mean... You know, they're anywhere from like 100 to, you know, upwards. But, you know, you can still find a nice one that's not terribly expensive. These beautiful, beautiful robes that will fit you, you know, fit any person. And they're stunning. And I've, again, never seen anything like it anywhere else. So that was kind of one of my go-tos of things. Even if I don't buy one, I always want to go and look at them and try them on. And, and one day, um, mouse gear, if you like Pandora charms like I do, I find mouse gear has the best selection. I don't know why they always seem to have it. It'll be out of stock in Disney Springs. It'll be out of stock in Magic Kingdom. It'll be, you know, you go to mouse gear. Oh yeah, we got four of those. Let me show them to you. Um, I just find they've got a lot of great stuff that way. Now, uh, sorry, the mouse gear is being reimagined now, right? Do we, I can't even remember the name of the new store. I'm assuming they're going to have the same kind of, um inventory and stock it the same way like i think it's going to be bigger and better than what mouse gear was i hope i just i can't remember the name of it for the life of me i just think you know what i i disney whenever they reimagine it's always bigger and better yeah don't you agree 100 percent, always always even stuff that i'm like i can't believe they're changing it then when i see what they've done i love it like there's stuff that I'm like, I, I'm not prepared for this. I don't want to see this change. Why are they touching it? Blah, blah, blah. And then I love it. I agree with you on everything but one item, which I'm still upset about. Which one's that? Wishes. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, me too. Everybody <laughs> feels that way. <laughs> For me, it's the, I don't like all the projections. What I loved about Wishes was the story was told in fireworks that I could watch from anywhere and still feel the magic of the story. With Happily Ever After, you got to be able to see the projections to get the whole story. It doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. And I also don't care for the music as well either. I think it's a little too boppy to <laughs> do boppy <laughs> i like i do i do love the music i like the music i just i don't like the sh- i i it's I the, projections. Like the projection and i liked the music for wishes better personally yeah me too me too yeah i'm excited I'm- about the new one coming Woo-hoo. i am i am me too very excited yeah i can't um, wait yeah so oh germany well you guys also know this is not disney related but i also have I like Disney. I like Lily Pulitzer and I like dill pickles. I am a huge dill pickles fan. (laughs) I don't know where you're going with this. (laughs) When in Germany, I also like Christmas. I always like to buy ornaments. And okay, every person is supposed to on their Christmas tree have one dill pickle ornament. I buy a dill pickle ornament every time I go to. They have dill pickle ornaments in Germany. Yes. You not know the story of the pickle? No. <laughs> There's a story about a pickle? <laughs> like okay. So the dill pickle ornament, which you can buy in Germany. Other places sell them too, but they're beautiful, beautiful ones in Germany. So on Christmas morning, the child that can find the dill pickle ornament always gets an extra present. It's like a you play this game, and it's, it's like a it's, tradition. It's a German tradition. Carrie, have you heard? Have you heard of this? <laughs> You've never been in the German tree. store and noticed that there's a whole tree full of pickles. There's a whole Christmas tree covered in pickle ornaments. Well, you know how I feel about Christmas, so I like I kind of wander the... wander in. I'm like, oh, they got Christmas ornaments or whatever, and then I walk out. Keep I've moving, never noticed. Keep moving. <laughs> Again, kind of like Roz, right? Like, I've never noticed that they have a tree full of pickles. I'm going to have to look for that. Jeez you Louise. You need to go get a pickle, Francie. Oh I like, goodness. all I keep thinking about as we're going through this is that this this would be the best Carrie and Francine scavenger hunt next time we go to Epcot. We're going to do <laughs> selfies in front of every single thing that Angela loves about Epcot or all the tips she's told us. That would be perfect, Carrie. That is absolutely what we need to do. <laughs> I love when it. we get there that's our scavenger hunt for sure so um i always hit up italy i love the murano glass jewelry i always like to get oh wait back to germany i'm sorry you gotta talk about your other shopping there i will my germany so um swarovski crystal love the stuff um beautiful jewelry i like a lot of the unique dis like disney and non-disney pieces that they have um I always like to get, um, you know, a gift for my son's teacher or the person that's been watching the dog or the cat or something like that while we've been away on vacation. And they may not love Disney quite as much as I do, but I want to get them something that's kind of pretty too. Um, They have these beautiful Swarovski crystal pens that will have a little dangling charm and you can pick like a Stitch or a Tinkerbell, like all sorts of different characters and I generally can also you know and they're not terribly expensive they're I don't know 20 some dollars and you can also get their name put on them so to me again you can do it in Germany it's a lovely little personalized gift that's just that little hint of pixie dust but maybe isn't you know Disney right 
in your face because they may not love it as much as I do, but I want them to. So this is just my little, you know, something I like to do when I'm there in Germany as a thank you gift for somebody. Um, Francine, yeah. you love caramel couche. Yes. When you're there to watch illuminations at night, where do you stand to watch illuminations? It depends. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Probably over by Canada because she's done the loop from the other side. It depends because <laughs> when I was smoking, I used to watch it over in, um, I guess it was in Japan. They had a great big smoking area there. Okay. Uh, so we would watch it from there. But now that I've quit smoking, I, I'm like wherever I land. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you if, and again, I don't know that they do this every night. It's just something that I happened upon. Caramel Kush. You know the amazing, delicious caramel popcorn that yes. you can buy in the little bag um, that they're freshly scooping out? So apparently they don't sell day old. So if you go there about 15 to 20 minutes before illuminations, all the, the caramel popcorn that they've made for the day, they're handing it out for free Ooh, to anyone. Carrie. Let me tell you, nothing is better watching illuminations than eating a bag of free caramel popcorn. <laughs> Scavenger hunt. Add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my other thing I discovered. Like I said, I don't know if they do it every night, and it's going to depend on you know how how much was left over and how much is you know at the end of the stock for the day. But yeah, if you can luck out, you can get yourself some pretty tasty free caramel corn to watch the show um carrie we're gonna add that to the list of the scavenger hunt Mm -hmm. so my other shopping um italy murano glass jewelry that's another go-to thing my mother-in-law has a whole bunch they're all so beautiful and they're all different these little murano glass bead bracelets again they're around 45 bucks they're not you know i mean they're not cheap but they're not break the bank they're stunning they look like they're worth twice the value of what they are come in a beautiful box handmade murano glass the epcot italy sticker on there um so yeah that's generally a lovely kind of christmas gift as i said i've given about three or four of them to my mother-in-law in in different colors and they're gorgeous she wears them all the time they're really pretty um so it's kind of my i've done some european shopping without (laughs) continent um so yeah, that's one of my faves. Um, the other one I was telling you about, Francine, and you said you had never tried. I'm, I'm zipping back to France. When Carrie's getting all her Marie and her Eiffel Tower and all of that, um, I love being in the little cook shop where like mm. um, all the ratatouille stuff is. I have a bunch of wooden spoons from there. They're all like made in France. That's what I use to cook at home. But um, they have these little boxes these little tins of french mints um i'm going to attempt to say it <laughs> here you got to deal with me <laughs> la année de flavane mints <laughs> they sound delicious <laughs> well they come in three they're little tins and they're just like those little tiny white mints that you know maybe your grandma might have had in her purse they're kind of old-fashioned they're so lovely. Even my picky little kid, he, this is his thing. Like if I was going and he's not coming, that's one thing he asked me to bring him back. Cause he's like, can you bring me back those tins of mints? They're rose flavored, anise flavored and violet flavored. And I know that sounds really weird, but they're delicious. They're just, I don't know. They're just lovely. So I don't know that how I feel about eating flowers. <laughs> I don't know if we're adding this to the scavenger. <laughs> it is. 
scavenger hunt. So they're really, really tasty. Um, my last thing I wanted to talk about was the last time, this last trip, I, I get like teary when I talk about it. So the last family trip was December, 2019, but um, we did do a very short resort stay for like a pre-Disney cruise in January of 2020. Um, so that day, you know, my mom went off to Disney Springs to do some shopping. The guys went and did some golfing and I went to Epcot because um, my favorite artist, David Doss, it was the arts festival. He was there. He had a bunch of prints set aside for me that he had autographed that I was picking up. So I went into Epcot for the day and um, it was cold. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, like not freezing cold. I mean, I'm Canadian, I'm pretty, and, and I got lots of padding, I stay warm. But you know, I just wanted a little something, it was windy and okay, it was my hair and I needed something for kind of like keep the hair in place. And I was over in UK and they have those really pretty scarves and, and they have lovely wool ones. They also have beautiful cashmere ones. And I love turquoise color. And they had this beautiful turquoise tartan. And I walked over and as I'm looking at it, it is Lady Dye commemorative tartan that they have this patent on. It is the most beautiful print. Um, it's at UK. You can get it in a nice wool scarf that's a little more economical or you can do the cashmere one. Um, gorgeous, beautiful. Yeah, it was... So you had I mean, to pick it up. I had to get it. I of had course. to get it. So that was my, along with my prints. Um, that's my other thing. I have, well, I know you guys have both been to my house. I finally on eBay found the final one to my collection. So art prints through my house. I now have every single one of Epcot's pavilions. They're done by Larry Dotson, all framed through my house. My missing one was UK. And somebody put it on eBay, brand new. So I bought it. I snapped it oh up. So goodness. I got France, the two Canada, Mexico, Norway, China, Japan, all framed all through my house. But if you walk through it, they just look like these art prints. It looks like I'm a world traveler. And <laughs> 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 We need like a whole blog post just on your house and your decor. Like Angela is the quintessential hostess and, you know, like she's, she's just, her house is exactly what you would expect if you were going to like someone who's, who's planning like a little soiree and that's just, that's just who you are. And I would love to see all of your prints. Well, you'll have to come back very, very soon. Now that we're starting to allow to see each other again, and I can hug you. I know, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> not to just blow kisses at you from uh, from the screen anymore. But um, but yeah. So I, I was very excited about getting that. So I now have my complete World Showcase Larry Dotson print collection complete. That is incredible. You know Angela what? That, sorry, I was going to say that's like it's interesting just to show your fandom and your love for Epcot. Like, you know, it's not just, it's not just having like Funko Pops or bright and colorful, you know, pop culture things like that. There is your way of being a total super duper Disney fan, Epcot fan. And it can't be any more opposite than the way I display my fandom. <laughs> but, but you know what? Like it's so, it's so intense and such such a high level of fandom and love that you have, and you just and you just do it a different way. Like, but it's still so much. You just love yes. it so much. Like that there, like having prints of all the like. <laughs> I just want to like bow, be like, oh my goodness, like Epcot fan, the best Epcot fan I've ever met. Like that's that's 
like to me that's just like totally amazing and it's yeah you know it's been you know what it's taken me about five or six years to collect them all um because i did start off just by doing it at the resorts uh, or not at the resorts at the pavilions sorry when i would be there and then slowly some of them started being you know sold out they weren't being re-released i lucked out finding mexico at a flea market in orlando <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I started hunting eBay. And so that was where I finally found my, I was missing UK and I've been missing UK for about two years now. And now my collection is complete. That's amazing. It's a collection too. Yeah. Like again, it's not like, it's not like cheesy, like tourist spoons or <laughs> postcards or whatever. It's like, what a wonderful collection. Like maybe I need to rethink this. Maybe my, my house doesn't, my Disney room doesn't need to look like this. Gary is rethinking her whole fandom. <laughs> it doesn't need to be <laughs> plastic things on. Uh... Oh my Anyways, goodness! That's amazing. I love that it. is that is Angela. You've got some like you had such a list of gems. These are all you know. You're talking to Carrie and I. We talk every week about Disney stuff. Blah blah blah. But there was a lot of things that we were like, huh. I don't think I've noticed that or huh, I don't think I've been in there or eaten there or, or shopped there. I mean, some of the shopping, I'm going to have to go look for that eye cream, FYI. Did your mother <laughs> use it? Because your mother, oh my goodness. I, I know. Isn't she amazing? And do you know what's funny? My mother did not even like, she did not start using eye, or like any sort of face cream until she turned 50. So you know what? There's, so there's, there's hope. hope. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Um, but this this yes. has been absolutely incredible, Angela. And and it's nice to do a deep dive into a park with a different perspective than Carrie and I have. Because Carrie and I have done the walk about Epcot on the podcast and it was a completely different episode. <laughs> I think I think that if we were to go on this walk with Angela, we would feel like we saw a different Epcot and we would feel like I think it, it it would just change changes how we would look at Epcot. I don't have the feeling that Angela would feel the same if we took her on our tour of Epcot. <laughs> I think hey. you. I think you might be right. As much as the next person, <laughs> I think she'd be like, "Yeah, you guys like you call yourself fans." <laughs> I think you're 100 percent right, Carrie. I think we would see a whole different Epcot, and Angela We'd might be enlightened. And- and we would learn so much. Yeah, I think I think we need to plan that. I would love to learn from you guys the next time is Magic Kingdom was our favorite go-to, spent as much time as we could there when Charlie was younger. Now that he's at the age where his his interpretation of magic is a little different, <laughs> I find that it's not the park we spend as much time at. So I would love to see how you guys as adults soak up the magic from magic kingdom ah, we got you there we got you we got you, <laughs> we got you. and you guys do me on magic kingdom <laughs> we got that we can we can okay. do that we, we can, can do, do that. that okay good good angela this has been so much fun chatting with you and uh we you know at the end of the podcast we share something that brought us joy pixie dust anything that made you smile uh, during the week. So we're going to let you go first and share with us something that made you happy He's this week. First. I know. <laughs> we always let our guests go first. Okay. All right. So I have to tell you, um, 
I have two. Can I share my two? Mm -hmm. Oh, look at her bragging. She's got two, Carrie. (laughs) Okay, so my first one last night uh, was the first time my husband and I were able to go back out and visit with our, our dearest friends outside even though it was raining lovely they luckily they have this lovely covered covered patio we stayed out until the wee hours of 10 o'clock um, <laughs> <laughs> had a glass of wine and um some nibblies and and it was just so nice to get together with friends in person again um you know it was just it was really fun so that was my first thing my second thing um i'm gonna be a bragging mom right now but a fur baby mom my little puppy peach in our neighborhood in London, we have this like little local magazine called the, the Byron Villager. And they were having a cutest pet contest. And you had to submit pictures of your past pets. It was supposed to run for two weeks. Well, she had so many submissions. She shut it down after three days and said, I can't take any more pictures. Like it's just overflowing. So unfortunately she's not going to be the cover model but peach will be featured on page two. <laughs> She is a runner-up in the Byron area cutest pet contest. So she's still number one in our eyes. Um, And as you know, she's my little Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. She looks just like Lady from Lady and the Tramp. She is as dim as a post, but God, she's so cute. So anyhow, there you go. That's my two this week. Oh, those are good, Angela. Those are good. And yes, you'll have to uh, you'll have to share with us the the magazine when it comes out, and we can see see her on page two. That's fantastic. <laughs> Carrie, what's your pixie dust this week? My pixie dust is that because we're un we're allowed to go out a little bit more, <laughs> and our stores we're allowed to have non essential stores open, right? That's yeah. how we word it. I went to a thrift store. My very first <laughs> shop, I went to a thrift store. And so I was I had to go to work and then I was like, I'm gonna stop at the thrift store on the way home. And it was it was lovely. It was the best experience. I they've re, re they've reimagined my thrift my favorite thrift thrift store. They've changed the rooms around, it makes more sense. So I shopped around and I found two LPs. I found a John Denver Muppets Christmas album and I found um a Mickey Mouse like America Adventure type july 4th lp that was brand spanking new i don't even know that it's ever even been played so it was it was a glorious experience and i got found some disney things so it was a fantastic double double win so i haven't been any i haven't been in anywhere else since (laughs) because you know baby steps you know when you're averaging like going out like once every 14 days you got to take it easy when you when you when you do go out so i haven't been anywhere else but i went to the thrift shop don't rush don't rush baby steps (laughs) i've only went to one thrift shop i could have then went to a bunch of them i was just one just one that was my that was my pixie dust how about you friend that's a good one yeah you found some good stuff Mm -hmm. yeah uh, mine this week, you know, if you've been following me for a while, we all know that I have issues with weeds and gardens and grass and it's just it's just my nightmare. It always is. I was very happy when I moved into my house that I didn't have a backyard to tend to. But there is a little it's almost like a little planter box in front of my house every year. It's an issue. And I learned this year you can't just pave it. Apparently there's a bylaw that you're not allowed to pave it. You have to have some kind of greenery or, or whatever. Anyway, uh, I my pixie dust is that I found uh, someone who can come and help me. 
So they they came out, they took a look at it, they said it was a mess, uh, but they're professionals, so it's a professional mess, and uh, they they have an opening in July, and they're going to come and dig it all up and get rid of the weeds and put down tarp and put down all the stuff they're supposed to put down, and then put the rocks back on. Because right now, everything's growing between the rocks, and fun fact... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting out on my deck, uh, which is on the, it's like the second floor of my townhouse. Um, and there were people walking by who didn't see me on the deck. And I, <laughs> and I overheard this couple stop and start complaining about the mess of the front of my house. Uh, and in fact, one morning I got up and one of the weeds that was almost like four feet tall had been pulled. <laughs> Somebody pulled it. I was checking my ring camera. I was checking my ring camera to see who I could thank for it. But anyway, so my, my pixie dust is that I have found someone that's going to help me. Uh, bad news is that it's not for another few weeks. So my neighbors will be complaining for a little while longer. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I finally found someone to help. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can find the joy anywhere. <laughs> I'll let I'll post pictures once I have it done. I'll post a before and after. I should have taken a picture of the big weed before somebody pulled it. But anyway, Angela, this has been so much fun. We've really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Well, thank you. I had a lovely time, too. There's nobody else I would have rather sat down and had coffee with and chatted about Epcot with today. So this was great. Loved it. Awesome. And we're going to link in the show notes for everyone to find you. But just a reminder, they can find you at Angela at puremagicvacations.ca. They can find you on Facebook, Angela at Pure Magic Vacations. And I totally get why your clients just keep coming back to you because you absolutely can teach them so much. And that's what you put into planning their vacations. Well, thank you. I love it. It's always fun. I, you know, it's great when you love your work, right? It is. And it totally and it totally comes through. And now we're both reassessing our fandom <laughs> collections. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> and how we visit Epcot. Scavenger hunt coming up. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, Angela. Well, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>